Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says. The Rock says, The Rock says, Know your damn role. are now tuned into DAR Sports Media, and we are the wrestling podcast for people who go outside. And we are still on fire right now after what we just saw. Recording this, of course, obviously late night, Friday night, to be the freshest and newest for everybody, Saturday. And holy shit, it actually really happened, True. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And Rock not only brought back heel rock, but it was with like both barrels blazing. Just it, it, he was actually saying stuff that like wouldn't have like you would have been shocked to hear on WWE TV for the last 10 years. Uh, you know, talking about <laughs> Utah and some of the uh lifestyle proclivities they have out there in some areas. Um <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was fucking wild. I could not believe the fucking outfit. It was fucking amazing because it was like it wasn't just the old style, but it was also like an open vest with the necklaces and shit. <laughs> looking I like, said, I looking think... like fucking Cam on uh, brunch uh, Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh, oh, that was that was good. That was fucking. <laughs> That was insane what just happened. God damn it. This I is going to be a fucking rocking, no pun intended, road to WrestleMania. We have never, we have not seen The Rock have this much fun. Because even though he's doing his heel stick, you can look at him. He's loving every oh, he minute. He loved it. it, yes. And that's the best part of it. And it's like, even with the fans, you know, the fans will ch- you chant, you know, the Rock to come back to, to Salt Lake City, to Utah or whatever. But the fans even are like, okay, all right, we're going to play along with this. He's doing, he's, he's, but like, what's going to happen? And this is the problem. Yeah, I, I know what every, you're about to say. And I was already thinking it during the fucking promo. Every time Rock starts doing this shit, yep. the people, the, you, you're not going to hate him because he's too yep. fucking too, good. Too fucking good. I said, Man, he's gonna go out there. He's healing on Cody, but it's gonna end up flipping around to where it's gonna be bad for Cody. <laughs> it's funny. I, we like people were talking about this when Sami Zayn last year was like super hot. People were like, "Oh, will the fans turn on Cody?" And da da da. And I was like, "We probably won't because that fan base is not there." But the amount of people who I saw just on the timeline today watching SmackDown who I never see talk about wrestling like that shows me and people are like, yo, if rock is doing this. I'm back watching. I'm back watching. You're bringing back the fan base. You scared off years ago. And then I'm seeing the same people like, 
Yo, people really like Cody over this. People like Cody over, and these are people who do yeah, not. Yeah, see, <laughs> you're you're. I said you're it. Playing a dangerous game here. I said it. I said it. I said it when they were talking about how Roman looks like secondary compared to Rock, and yeah. which, I, by the I, way, I got, that's going to end up coming down the fucking road at some point. Yeah, it's it's happening, but yeah. I, but the reality is, I, and I'm I'm saying it like everybody's a star until a real star shows up. Yep. Because this era, this era is full of great talent. Shit but... looks like a phantom until a phantom pulls up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, a three, that's that 300 Chrysler. Look, you just can't. Yeah. You can't. Like, like Rock, the reason why Rock became the biggest movie star in the world is because he is magnetic. Everything he, when he's on and he's not doing his, yeah, yeah, his Dwayne Johnson shit. And even Dwayne Johnson's, you know, friendly guy and, and you know hey and da, 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 and it, that works but the rock at his core badass shit talker just like he's so good at what he does that's why i used to make people mad like me for sure when he first came back and he was doing like he was he was teetering that line like when he first feuded with cena like 13 years ago when he was, you know, he was doing yeah. the, the fruity pebbles and all that, but he he mm-hmm. had the little thing where he had the little kid and the, the little kid dressed up as John Cena and he was calling him, you know, like dressing with his wristbands. It's like he was teetering that line, but he was trying not to go over the the PG line at the time. And it feels like now they kind of like, hey, do what you know what I mean, do what you do what you got to do. And and the one thing I'll say is it didn't seem scripted. This one didn't seem scripted, and and. And I know some of Rock's promos felt scripted over the years with him coming back doing his shtick and leaving, but it feels like you get a full investment from The Rock. And it's obvious that they're leading to a tag team match with Seth, Cody, uh, Rock, and Roman probably for night one, which a lot of people have said they don't agree with that. And my personal opinion is Seth Rollins wants his... uh, his WrestleMania main event. I figure, based on what somebody just, uh, uh, another legend put out there, Seth Rollins and CM Punk needed each other to get their main event for night one. CM Punk is not available, so Seth Rollins can get his main event somewhere else, which then leaves CM Punk (laughs) waiting to get his main event when he comes back for next year. So I think, Eventually, they're going to play Seth into this a little bit more. I think the segment we saw tonight and then the segment you'll see next week at Elimination Chamber, uh, they're going to tie into each other where they lay out the challenge of Cody and Seth like coming together and on night one and and, and Roman and Rock. Or not. It's going to be a fun month and a half. Uh, it's it seeming like it. So I like where it's going. I think... The Rock doing this combination of like every character that he's kind of had as a heel, because that's what it felt like. The vest thing is Hollywood Rock, because that's the vest. the The Versace is the corp, like not corporate, but like the like I, I guess corporate Rock. It was like corporate Rock, like post post Nation of Domination Rock, post Nation and, Rock, yeah. And then uh, you know, you got the Versace, and then you got you just got every element of what made Rock so like so entertaining and the fact he can and like he said it was always in there like we knew we knew like come on man like that's rock like 
it doesn't leave you. If you were great for 10, 15 years doing something, it doesn't leave you. You just know how to turn it on and turn it off. And I think we have yet to scratch the surface of just how great his promos could be with this new bloodline thing. And the rock, this like the pivot is so, so crazy because the yeah. story, the story that I, we, we were talking, we were talking about this before when it first happened, all the people on Cody crying and, you know, Cody crazy, all that shit. When they were crying about it, it was like, yo, this story is four years in the making. If you really want to be honest, it's nine years in the making. And it started in Philadelphia, of all places, when Rock helped Roman after he won the Royal Rumble. And there was this whole, he was trying to become the big dog and all that other stuff. And, like, this is a long-term story. And it's just interesting to see how it's played out. And in some ways, you got to give kudos to the fans who wouldn't shut the fuck up. Because your whining, your bitching, is part of why we got this. Because we would have got Cody stepping aside and Rock being like, you know... I'm gonna knock your teeth down your throat, Roman. This is for our family, our all blood. that corny shit. And which one everybody would have been probably... shitting on the match, booing the fuck out of every promo. Yeah, it's now, not... now yeah. we're having a good fucking time. I hope Cody loses, but I don't think he is. <laughs> I hope he loses. I just want to see that happen, just for the fuck of I it, mean, just for people to be like, he's gonna break Hogan's record, and then Cody loses and like spirals or some shit like that, like. I, I would love to see that. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they've decided to just, like, look, we don't need the title to tell the story, which is true. Very you true. Are, you are engaging in the fucking decision-making process that many a young man ends up making and change the trajectory of their life forever. You want one night of fun. It's going to fuck everything up for a long fucking time. <sighs> Do you not want this to be fucking over? Come on. No, I, I, I don't. Give this motherfucker his win and let's fucking move on. Good God in heaven. I just want to, I just don't want Cody to ever win anything. Like, I don't want Cody to finish the story. I've never wanted him to finish the story. I wanted The Rock to come out there and say, you want to finish your dad's story? Put on some polka dots or something. Like, I want to see him. I know we're going to get to that. I mean, he's, point. yeah, he's going to say that. What's he's funny, what's funny about it is, and, there's going to be – I'm sure there's going to be people who have the biggest brains on on Twitter. They're the biggest brains. They know the most about wrestling. They know way more about wrestling than The Rock does. They're going to be bringing up how he said you don't just get to have another chance and the fact that Cody won the fucking Royal Rumble. So, yes, he very much does get the opportunity to have another chance. He did that whole segment of the promo about the sports teams. You don't just get to win and then just get another chance. Well, yeah, he won the Royal Rumble, so he does get another opportunity at it. But – Obviously, he was just ignoring that on purpose, and it was fucking hilarious. I think he was almost referring to the fact that Cody stepped aside and was like going and take on Seth, because that's the seem seemingly what they started with, right? Like that was kind of like that was kind of the premise of bringing Rock back was Cody's coming for everything, but not at WrestleMania. So if that was the case, then you can't just say, "Okay, I made my decision. I'm not doing this." And then go, nope, I made my mind up. Like, I changed. Like, th they handled that part a little bit wonky, a little stupid. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm glad we got to where we are because WrestleMania is so much better this way. <laughs> it's so much better. Like, it's it's like if you just got your Roman or in Roman and Cody without any rock, um, 
or Rock and Roman with the corny shit and then Cody versus Seth. It would have been cool, but it would have been like the full potential of something would be missing, right? The full potential of it would be missing. And I think in professional wrestling in recent times, God, how many full potential things have we missed out on? You know what I mean? Like we could have had, you know, if people were about their business, we could have had the greatest AEW feud of all time. And we just with so much greatness and it just didn't happen. And kudos to Rock and kudos to, to, to Roman and Cody and everybody for like because Cody, uh, I give Cody shit, but Cody's a team player. If if the plan was Roman and Rock, Cody would have been like, cool, I'll do my thing. I'll beat Seth. I'll hold that belt and then I'll get my my, my moment in MSG. As much as I can give him shit because I don't like his character, that dude's a professional, 100 percent professional. So I feel like Rock coming in and stepping aside and saying, you know what? Let's do something. Because I wonder if Rock came back for WrestleMania 40 and did fight Roman, what is the future for Rock then? Clearly, this is, a he said, long game. Rock is not going anywhere. This is what we can kind of take from this, which is huge for the WWE. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because that means not only is he a board member, but he's about to, like, he now doesn't have to hold hold back from wrestling like he had to the last 13 14 years because you know how Lloyd's was Lloyd's in London or whatever the contracts are they sign it's like yeah. you can't it went now I'm a board member I can do what I want so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna see that and I just want to also once again as I alluded to a little earlier Stone Cold Steve Austin also said he's open yes. to a match with CM Punk publicly and yes. let's just let's get it like let's Other fucking go fucker it's gonna involve a little traveling, but I'm telling you, if that happens, we'll have to we'll we'll meet up somewhere in the country wherever oh, no, it fucking we, ends up being. So the rumor was at first. Oh, I saw Minnesota. it. I saw it, man. Don't Minnesota let it be Las Vegas. First. We all need to but, come back ambulatory and fucking with our limbs attached and fucking. Oh, no, please look, don't let listen, it be Las Vegas. Listen, if if if, if WrestleMania 41 is in Las Vegas, that's a wrap, brother. That is a wrap. I'm the whole team will be at this. It's gonna be like the hangover. <laughs> gonna be there and like the hangover, just hopefully less tigers and shit. But I, I I just I think that's what makes this exciting though about WWE is that there's no and, and and let me let me address something I saw that really annoyed me. Really quick. I saw people who are AEW stands, the doubles. Doubles. So I saw people like I see so many people watching the show that was um that has the sexual assaulter. Um, it's just, you're watching a sexual assaulter show, and I was like, "What? Like, why? Like, like, do you care about victims of sexual assault, or is it just a way for you to fucking do your stupid ass like tribalism shit, where you're like, oh, like, like, because I'll be be clear, you're 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 sex pest." And and the other company has been taken off TV for a couple of weeks. That's a story. That's a story that nobody wants wants to probably want to want to talk about too much. He's going to be taken off. Granted, he's on tour, but he's also look. It has not been very well. Not gone very well for him. So I just think people need to stop this virtual signaling. Stop your fucking fake morality shit. At the end of the day, we are professional wrestling fans. I have not given a shit about WWE for a very long time. It's always been small little pieces, and it's still small little pieces. I did not really enjoy 
a lot of SmackDown. I thought the matches were pretty good, but I didn't really enjoy it like that. I think, but I think WWE is starting to cook. They're starting to cook with with hot grease. You got Rock back. I see Jade is right there, and they got Bianca and Jade in the same in the same room at the same time, which in a way is kind of alluding to like what's going on there. They're going to deal with each other in some way, shape, or form at uh, at WrestleMania. I don't know if it's as a tag team. I don't know if it's one on one. I would love to see Jade be at the Elimination Chamber and not in the match and have. I will say I have my doubts about. Like, if you want to involve Jade and and Braun in the in the main show, uh, why? Because uh, you know, additionally, Braun Breaker signed with SmackDown tonight. Yeah, like like, why would you? Why now? Like unless unless they have like a, a serious plan for them both to have like a serious mania match, why not the Monday after WrestleMania, which has been flatter than the fucking plate of piss for fucking years now? Huge disappointment. Why not rejuvenate that that show and that event and and hold those big those big debuts off for that? But you know, that's that, I that think, was a question that I had. Now I'll say uh, to your point, I think the Braun Breaker thing. I don't. I'm. It confuses me a little bit because I, I think you know I'm 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 finally on a train. I'm finally on a train about Braun. I, at first, I was just like, nah, he's Steiner's kid. Like, eh, whatever. Like, he's cool. He's cool. But I saw a couple a couple of matches of him over the last couple couple months, and I'm slowly starting to come around to it. And I think, where does he fit in WrestleMania plans? I don't I don't know. And so I do agree with you that like it's kind of confusing. I think post-WrestleMania, we would probably see a lot more of, you know, Roman's not going to be on the show like that post-WrestleMania, so um, Rock probably won't be on the show too much post-WrestleMania, at least based on what we... Roman ain't going to need to be, because we're going to have adrenaline in our soul after WrestleMania. Yeah, don't remind me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, it's like, so like, what would Braun do? You know, is is he going to be a heel? I think he, him and Baron Corbin just won the, uh, what, the NXT... uh, Tag team titles, right? No, the, tur- the tournament. They won the tournament. The tournament. The tournament. Okay. Yeah, dusty tournament. Something like that. Yeah. And so it's like for them to go out there and do that, it's like, okay, so what's 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 happening with that? Are they gonna, you know, like what are they? It, it's it's a weird thing. With Jade, it's different because Jade has absolutely no business in NXT, and there's you know no history there for her. So if they bring her in to uh, SmackDown, there is a void that she could fill. Uh, in smack in the SmackDown side for the women, I mean, they got Tiffany Stratton over there who she's 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 cool, she's talented. Um, I I don't know if she fills that void they need for having a star. Bianca even even like Bianca Belair hasn't really. And Naomi was was on there tonight, and she got new music and awesome presentation, uh, awesome presentation. You know, and and if, if, if it was so random because I was like, first I heard the song, I was like, what the hell? I was like, oh, this is Naomi. I was like, it's all focused on her name, all high like energy stuff. I was like, why didn't they go N A O M E? You know what I'm saying? Like that. That would have made. Yeah, I mean, you got to understand. Flowed a lot better. This is WWE and their yeah. music. They, you know, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. We'll, we'll eventually, eventually we'll get. Eventually we'll D A R get there. We'll we'll get there and we'll help them out a little bit eventually. Um, but no, I so it's it's weird because I do feel like Jay could step into a spot as like the the girl of the show because Bailey and you know the damage control stuff is the main focus, but I could see you know a Jade and Asuka thing going on, a Jade and Bailey, 
Um, you know, obviously Jade and Naomi, Jade and Beyond. Like, so there's so many different things that Jade could do on SmackDown, uh, especially post WrestleMania. I think that's the I think that's the hard part. And so they need to treat her like a big star because who is Bianca gonna face, right? Like who is who is Bianca gonna face at WrestleMania? We she we know she's not gonna not be, you know, in the actual on the actual card. You gotta have Bianca. She's on on fucking flyers and shit. So we know Becky and, and Rhea Ripley is probably probably the you know that's the other title match for the women. But Asuka and uh, Kari Sane have to have a tag team match if you want Jade and Bianca to team up and something like that. Yeah, you know, maybe that. Maybe make them tag team champions for a little while if you want to slow build, long game it to you know SummerSlam or WrestleMania. They can hold the belts for a while and. But then, of course, you know, you're going to have people complaining and whining, like, oh, my God, they, got J- they brought Jaden to make her a tag team wrestler. Oh, good. Like, there's always going to be something. Yeah, like, there's always going to be something that people are going to be complaining about. Like, at least when she was with AEW, Tony Kami, her GBS champion, even though she was facing, like, the same five people. Like, stuff like that is just going to be, you know, it's just people are just always going to complain. But I think Jade is off to a good start. Um and WWE, she's always she's prominently featured right now. She, you know, she's been prominently featured. I would have liked to have seen her come out to the crowd and sign her SmackDown contract. Um, but I'm assuming they might be holding that off for next week's show to give her her own segment. So there's there's a possibility there. A lot, a lot like I said, a lot of good stuff that I saw on SmackDown, which is to me, like I said, watching Raw. You know, when I try to catch it on Mondays, uh, still a bit of a chore. Still a bit of yeah, a chore. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's one for one is too long. It's too yeah. long. You know, it's like once you hit that two hour mark, I'm like, all right, man. Like, and I usually don't sleep very early, but <laughs> like the last time I watched Raw, I was like, hey, it's like nine forty five. I'm about to take a nap. And so it, it, it's a chore, but I think with SmackDown, that's why SmackDown is obviously you know it's on Fox, so it's the most watched. Uh, show in WWE right now because it's on network television. Um, but it's also an easier watch. Yeah, it's just it's just when you set up a show based around The Rock and and, and Roman both being there, you for one you you give people something to look forward to, and then secondly, you're not like it wouldn't hit the same on Raw, I think, because it's 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 less it's less of a chore to watch SmackDown. You're starting off. With Kevin Owens and Dominic and Dominic Mysterio, with our truth coming down the ringside, that's something that you can watch on Raw. But it's you know you can watch our truth and Judgment Day on Raw. But it's something that like it, it starts off a little easier for you because everybody likes KO. Dom is super super like you know super gets a lot of super heat as a heel, and I think it was a good start. And then once you get past that first match, you're already twenty five percent or twenty percent of the way done with the show. Raw is like you get to that first match, you still got <laughs> like two and a half hours to go. You just and lost in the ocean. Yeah. So uh like I said, I, I really, 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 really enjoyed uh the last that last segment. I think uh, to me is my that's my favorite segment of WWE in a long time. It's like Everything at the rock, I think this is what I and this is what I've been this is what I try to tell people when people get into this whole oh we don't need the nostalgia. We don't need the nostalgia. And and I always say it like this. It's not nostalgia, the dude's just good. Like and, I don't know what the fuck. And and to, to me it's like this. It's like 
from like let's say a hip hop perspective, because a lot of like younger hip hop fans will be like, man, like nostalgia, nostalgia. The same way it's like same way with wrestling, the same way with sports. It's like look at I look at the year, was it last year or the year before when they did the 75 top 75 players for the NBA at the All-Star, at the All-Star game? And you got your LeBrons there, you got your Stephs, you got everybody. But then Michael Jordan walks in and it's just like, yo, like it's Mike. Everybody's like, oh, Mike, Mike, Mike. Because everybody's a star until a real star walks in. And that's just like, it's not nostalgia. It's just that it's something about those people who are special and were the goats at what they do and were the greatest at what they do. That can't be replicated. Not saying that they aren't talented people, but everything has been like, so many people took stuff from The Rock. LA Knight's a prime example. You can see pieces of, of rock in, in, in that. You can see Ricky Starks is taking a lot from The Rock. You can see all of that in today's era. A lot of people wish they could talk like The Rock and wish they could do things like how he, he would do them. That's important. Like that is important to acknowledge. Uh, acknowledge is funny. Important to acknowledge like what greatness really is. It's not nostalgia. Some people are just great at what they do. Just because you weren't there to witness their heyday or their prom does not mean that they weren't great because people only knew rock to be catchphrase 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 nah brother nah when and that that's, man i think in, yeah that's that's the big difference is like you know it's got it got kind of uh ponderous the other times he came back because like you said it's just corny it's just catchphrase 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 now we're getting the real the what made the rock the rock in the first place talking cash shit mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And and now mm-hmm. these segments are something to look forward to. And it's so funny how Roman looks in these segments because, and I know it's on purpose, right? The dynamic is on purpose. We know this because, but it genuinely does come off like that. <laughs> like, like even when Roman was talking before Rock came out, it was like that's little bro in him. <laughs> like that's little bro in him right there. Well, and, and he keeps saying it's funny because it's definitely uh playing on a dynamic. Uh. He keeps saying, oh, my cousin's going to come out here. You know, don't make me get my cousin. My cousin's going to come out here. <laughs> you know? and, it, it, and it's such a like it's it, it's such a great story of the big boss that's that's roamed and in, in, in ruled everything for years still has to pay homage to the guy that is really the big boss. And it's interesting because The Rock joining the uh the bloodline in some ways to me it was like eerily reminiscent of rock when he joined the nation of domination in some way just it's like it's like the reverse though yeah you know it's like like rock rock comes in and is like hey i'm joining he's over he's taking it over and eventually it's going to rub the other person that's been there before him the wrong way and the story going to be interesting, right? Do they bring in a yeah. Jacob Fatu? Because a lot of people have been talking about WWE's guy Jacob Fatu on the uh, on the radar. Um, you know, and if that's the case, on top of that, you know, where does Solo go? Where does you know which which Jay's role going to be in this at all? Because we know Jimmy and Jay is probably going to be the WrestleMania match. At you how know, many, how probably... many years till they get Zilla in there? It's, see, and like, there's so many elements of this. It's funny. It's funny because this Bloodline story. I think the, the the issue is is that people thought Rock was going to come back last year because it was you know like Hollywood and some other stuff, and 
But then people were complaining, could he get finished his story last year? So, well, like, I, you know, we were talking about maximizing things. To me, that was if they wanted to do, which is what they seemed like they wanted to do, if they wanted to do Cornball Rock, that they fucked that up last year. Because the best yep. way to maximize that would be Roman and Rock main eventing night one, Cody and Roman doing night two. So then you could have Roman get that win over the Rock. And then also have a little bit of an out for losing to Cody because it's the second match in two nights against two great wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? Like you, that's was such an easy fucking story to tell, and they didn't get the job done. But then it turns out they didn't know what was the best thing because now, in my opinion, we're getting something much better because Cornball much Rock better. is gone, and the real Rock is back. And and my hope is that when Rock eventually has to turn face again, because we know that's going to happen. Is that he keeps 99-2000 face rock when yeah. that rock, you know, like, because I think when rock first came back, rock was just so happy to be there. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like he was just like very happy to be here. Like that was rock's vibe was like, he was just, I'm just happy to be here, blah, blah, blah. And rock would go, you know, he would go there and when he was doing a scene and stuff, he would be like, I got goosebumps up my, up. like he still does the goosebumps thing when he, but he like, it became so like almost manufactured to the point where it's like rock man like we want to see you just just cut up man just go and cut up like that's what we love but there's a whole new generation of fans who don't really know much about that rock and so to do it in a place like salt lake city and when i looked at that crowd though it's interesting right you look at that crowd in salt lake city in utah which is not like a major hub or not like a major like wrestling city and the same could be said for um was it Birmingham? Birmingham and San Diego before that. Yeah. Like these are not your New York's, your Chicago's, your LA's, or none of And those fans, when you look at the crowd, the crowd is not as full of kids as you think it's when he comes insane. out. And so I think that's when people say WWE's the hottest it's been in a while. It's because of that fact. It's hottest among adults again. When I see, when I go on like an Instagram, or Facebook, and I see people who I've known for years be like, yo, Rock was on there. We ain't fucking with no Cody, or or, or like, yo, Cody and Ro Cody brought Rock out. Oh, shit. I knew I should have watched tonight. I knew I should have watched tonight. Man, I ain't watched SmackDown in like in months or years, but I'm going to watch it because of Rock. It's Rock on it. That's just the excitement. 13 years ago, when Rock came back, it's almost a little, it's like a week after, almost a week after 13 years to the day he first came back, right? Uh, when he first came back to host WrestleMania, oh, 13 years, which is crazy. But Rock came back. I remember going to work the next day and people being like, yo, you see the Rock is back? You see the Rock is back? Like, that's what he brings. The people are like, oh, this WrestleMania didn't need the Rock. We were fine with Cody. And it's like, shut up, because you weren't. Because if you got this cheap ass, oh, Cody's going to finally finish his story. My question to everyone is what happens next? Now, I always say for a babyface, a sympathetic babyface like Cody, once you reach the mountaintop, it's only downhill from there. And I think it's been proven in most cases with your babyface reaching the top. And I think you have to learn how to navigate it because Cody is not like a, a Dave Batista in 2005 where Batista had like a very quick meteoric rise to be that guy because they tried it with randy orton it didn't work with randy orton as a face and they pivoted to batista at wrestlemania 21 it worked out batista became pretty over 
And but he but he was never like reaching that type of, you know, that type of, I guess, excitement or or that type of, I don't know, level of of popularity. It wasn't like that. And John Cena's the same thing. John Cena is a template to watch for Cody Rhodes after he wins his title yep. because John Cena was super over and then he got this title and then what happens six months later you get in, we were, we were in the cornfield yeah Cena sucks you gotta watch it Cody is corny and that's his gimmick that's his shtick but you gotta be careful because he's also going in there with a fucking giant now who will eventually find a way to tear like it's gonna like rock can tear you down and make you be like yo rock just cooked this man Remember Roman, prime example, Roman Reigns and John Cena promo. How many years was it? Like six, seven years ago? Or six years ago? When Roman was like the, I'm the big dog. And and, and Cena hits him with the fine speech and then cooks him. Because that, yeah. and it, like, that's where it's like, you might be this guy right now. But when you face against the guy who's better than you, then what? And it makes the, it makes the other person that you're trying to push look pedestrian in comparison to somebody else. And I, I I worry about that with Cody on this build up to WrestleMania. And then also like once it wears, now that he's got the match, what do your fans have to cry about now? So then it's like, can you hold water? Can you hold water in this situation? I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a big Cody fan. I think he, he does what he does well. It doesn't, it's not something I'm interested in, but I don't know, man. I think, we are about to see something different. And it's like, you know where they're headed now. But then it's like, okay, what? Like, what is, you know, like, what is, like, what is the, the, the game plan for Cody? We see, like, Rock and Roman's game plan is so clear, right? It's so clear. Rock could be a heel. Rock could be a part of SummerSlam. Rock in, in Roman in WrestleMania 41 probably going to happen i would love and see this this is going to be a, a, another issue i would love for rock and roman to happen at wrestlemania 41 and i think it probably will i think that's the plan i would also love austin and cm punk to happen at wrestlemania 41 the issue is going to happen though where fans are going to do the same thing that they did with the cody stuff you can't have these part-timers come in and get main events over people who worked there all year. All year. Well, who who there a year from now? We don't know, right? But you know what that tells me? They had all year to get as over as this fucking guy, and they didn't. And they can't. Business same, is business. Same shit when people were screaming about fucking the Malachi Blacks and the Miros and the CM Punks of the world coming into the fucking dub. Uh, you're replacing the homegrowns. You're replacing the originals. Motherfucker, they Facing had years, three years Butler. to get over. All the TV <laughs> time in the world to get over. <laughs> replacing Brandon Cutler, Griff Garrison, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, with CM Punk, Day, uh, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole. <laughs> like, Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think, but I think this is a problem with wrestling fans. Like, sometimes we don't, like, a lot of people don't stop and go like, okay. As a fan, I'm not going to be like, man, LA Knight's been here every week. I want to see him main event against CM Punk. That's a little bit different story, though, because that motherfucker is over. That's, no, uh, that is an is. actual injustice he because is. he actually did get over. But 
if you ask me, hey, would you rather see LA Knight versus CM Punk, or would you rather see a dream match you've been waiting for for 15 years with Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of the greatest superstars that ever ever live, and CM Punk, one of the greatest wrestlers to ever live, I'm going to go with the match that I've always wanted to see because I'm a fan. At the end of the day, these wrestlers, I don't think LA Knight was ever, his thought process was ever, yeah, I want to main event WrestleMania. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But it's like, I believe... I believe WrestleMania next year should have two mega dream matches on back-to-back nights because what happens is you're you're not only like you can put Rock and Roman on SmackDown, Austin and CM Punk on Raw. That brings in audience. And mind you, mind you, next year Raw is going to be on Netflix, so you're going to need somebody to make that even more appealing. CM Punk and Stone Cold Steve Austin being the first feud, the mega feud that leads into WrestleMania 41, absolutely wouldn't would bring people in. The same way Rock brings people in, if if Stone Cold would have been a part of the WrestleMania 38 buildup, I think it would have been even more exciting for people because he was not available. He was not there. It was just KO doing all the work by himself and then Austin showing up at, at Mania. I think if we got a six to ten week feud with Punk and Austin one-upping each other, they could put together something magical. And that, to me, is like, it's not about, hey, you work this, you know, this is the same as the old WWE. It's like LA Knight is a guy I would love to see win the WWE Championship next year at WrestleMania or SummerSlam or something like that. But that doesn't always have to close or headline the show. And I don't think that makes him any less of a star. It's just that WrestleMania is the... Was this the showcase of the immortals, the granddaddy of them all is what they used to call it. And you have to put on like it's like Triple H winning against Chris Jericho in 2002. Right. In all honesty, Rock versus Hogan should have closed because you can't beat better than that. It just that feud was not that hot, in my opinion. You know, um, I think the Triple H and Chris Jericho stuff was corny back then. And I think there's a couple other times where it's like, man, the championship can always headline, but I didn't think the championship should have headlined this particular or that particular one. So, you know, I think it just you have to go with what makes sense and and what, what's more exciting. And Russell, and if they took that advice at WrestleMania 29, CM Punk wouldn't even be worrying about having a, a WrestleMania main event anymore because Big that time match, ripple effect. Yeah, there's so much like that match to me. Uh, if they were gonna do Rock and Cena two, Rock and Cena two hit it was first of all it was supposed to be once in a lifetime. To, to not forget that bullshit, once in a lifetime, once in a lifetime. But CM Punk versus the Undertaker carried the fuck out of the WrestleMania 29 build. This yeah. was literally like. You know, unfortunately, you know, of course, recipes and Paul Bearer, like that happened. That to me should have solidified that that match closed because we just lost Paul Bearer like a couple weeks before it happened. And the fact that it was like before, before Triple H and Brock Lesnar was like, really, dude? Like, really? Like, this is before? Nah. Like, they try to make it a triple main event. Like, nah, dude. Like, that shit is bullshit. But I think, I don't know. Like I said, I think. I'm excited about WrestleMania now. I was not excited about WrestleMania <laughs> prior to this. So, I mean, I want to be in Philly for it just because it's, you know, it's, it's the spectacle, it's, the, it's everything. But, uh, nah, I'm not. Um, I'm excited now, and I'm ready. I am ready for all of this shit. 
that's happening and about to happen. Uh, Speaking of stars coming in and things that are about to happen, what is the over-under? I have a question for you, gambling uh-oh. round. What is the over-under of times that I will be able to remind people on these double O threads that the capacity of that Boston arena is actually 15,000. And so I thought it was bigger. Actually. I thought it was like 17. So selling, selling, well, it is, but for a wrestling config, the biggest crowd that's ever been there is like 16,200 or something like that. Okay. I looked, I looked it up. I looked it up just for this. Okay. How many times? <laughs> oh, that's what you were doing. Over there. I was like, okay. <laughs> How, no, that's yeah. not what I was doing just now. I looked it up like last week. Okay, um, good. How many times am I going to be able to remind that people that the actual an actual sellout would be like fifteen thousand and not sixty five hundred uh, before I get a death threat? Is that over under two? <laughs> uh, definitely over. <laughs> definitely over. Definitely over. And see, okay, so I want people to understand something because you AW fans, I love you guys. I, I truly love you guys because if I ever feel like, man, am I weird? Am I not normal? Is something wrong with me? Let me hold on. Let me let me clarify something real quick. I am not downplaying what I expect to be a, a impactful signing. I'm not downplaying the impact or the absolutely not abilities of or anything about Mercedes Monet. I am making fun of. The fans. Double O's scrambling to try to fake, like make this this fake accomplishment. Like, oh, we sold out the Boston Garden. Like, no, you fucking didn't. Like, stop. I just, I also Six thousand is a really good is a good crowd, and the show will do a great number. But don't make shit up. Come on, pathetic. I, I want the reason why I say this. The reason why I say if I ever want to feel like I'm, am I normal? Am I like strange? Something wrong with me? Is that when I look at these fans? I'm a lot of things, some good, some bad, but delusional, something I don't like to be. And I think you just said something that I thought was funny. You said, they're going to say, we sold out the Boston, Boston Garden. We. And it's like, as a fan, if you did not buy a ticket to TD Garden, you did not contribute to that. It's no we. I see people like the dub. I'm like another win for the dub. Ha ha ha. And it's like, hey man, like look, I think the 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 final tally for big business, which is about a, a less than a month away now, I believe it'll probably be around anywhere between nine eight eighty five hundred to nine thousand. I think makes sense. I think the initial excitement has kind of like it's not worn off because it's still there, but. I think if they want to do it, they could open up uh, to 10,000 or 11,000 and you can announce Mercedes a little bit closer. You can announce Mercedes at Revolution because what are we keeping it a secret for? Right. Like, what are we like? What is it a secret for? It's like there's no need to keep it a secret. It's pretty obvious you have her. Um, it's It's in her hometown and you're waiting for you know the post-revolution thing and like i think i said this on the show that aw was kind of like trying to wait this thing retirement out because they didn't want that to be overshadowed by uh you know by mercedes or mercedes to be overshadowed by sting 
So that's that's a it's to me it's that's weird actually. I don't think I don't think they they don't coincide or don't like mess each other up at all to me. But I think Mercedes is going to have a very big impact, and I think you're seeing it already in AEW where the women are getting much more time and more matches and more a little more emphasis, but. Long term, I do wonder, can they keep this consistent? Can this be the turning point for AEW's women division and AEW in general? Because I know you're going to like this one, Eric. There was a report today that came out. No idea. No idea if it's true or not. Because, well, 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 uh... (laughs) What the f- what the fuck are they doing? What? Uh, oh boy, it's just it's a mess. It's a rest like wrestling is a mess right now. Bro. I don't understand. It's fucking a mess right now, man. Like, like at this point, if you don't see this, we're talking about Meltzer, by the way. If you're yeah. a fucking listener, if you like, if you don't see this, you just don't care. You don't like you're purely engaging with that person and that community for entertainment purposes because they've been just obviously have just made things up for the last three weeks at a fucking rapid fire pace. Like we just completely moved on from all of this fucking nonsense a couple weeks ago about how there was this, this this coup by the rock and his fucking people taking over the wwe and and that's really what's happening and and dave talking out of both sides of his mouth about what's going to happen making it very obviously has no fucking idea what's going to happen to then there was a report was it even a week ago or was it two weeks ago uh-huh. morale was at an all-time high with aew and da 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 and now today Oh no! Actually, morale's bad because to Tony Khan, to the credit of this report, saying exactly what we've been saying for fucking months. You know, Emperor's new clothes thinks everything's great. Meanwhile, the ratings continue to fucking go down. So I'll say Which, this. By the way, quarter breakdowns for that atrocious fucking number they did last week. Uh, it fucking plummeted out of the shitter during the Chris Jericho segment. Please get a fucking clue, TK. Please. Hey, TK. You had you had you had Swerve and Hangman out there busting their asses, maintaining a very very good fucking number, um, and that shit just just fucking plummeted through the fucking floor of a fucking outhouse when the goddamn Chris Jericho segment came on. Come on, man. Come on, you know, TK. TK is very simple. Uh, AEW has moved beyond the need to continuously put Chris Jericho into programs and on television. If Britt Baker can be off television for an extended period of time, then shit, Chris Jericho can be off TV for an extended period of time. If you kept Andrade off of TV, Miro off of TV for an extended period of time, Chris Jericho can be off of TV for an extended period of time. So TK, what you need to do is look at that and take that as a hint. And also TK, while you're at it, make sure you go check my pin tweet out and hit my PayPal, brother, because, you know, things are important here. But I think the issue with AEW, as we've alluded to here, is that nobody in that company communicates like that with each other. 
And you know how I know? Because through my situation that we've talked about several times on the show, I've talked to people in the company who do not, who have very differing thoughts on a number of things. And that lets me know morale is probably low amongst certain people. All you got to do, though, is deduce who would talk to Meltzer about morale backstage. Hmm. And who talked to him about it being low? I don't know. And I'll say this. In terms of Chris Jericho, um, I don't have any problem saying this on here because no one will know the specifics of what I'm saying. There are a lot of people in AEW who actually don't like Chris Jericho. That's just reality. Um, I think people need to know that, though, because... People automatically assume, oh, well, Chris Jericho, this, Chris Jericho, that, and people are covering up for Chris Jericho. There are people in the company who would be like, yo, Jericho's never on TV again, or he just got away. I'd be totally fine with that. Fuck him. And there's, that's not like one or two people. That's a gang of people that feel that way. But guess what? There's a gang of people that felt that way about CM Punk when he, when he was there, too. There's a gang of people who feel that Malachi Black could just leave because they don't care. Miro can just leave. I think there is a bit of an issue. Granted, I have no problem with Jericho leaving AEW because I think he that make the TV even better. But what is happening in the company behind the scenes that there are people who look at people who have a name value and are stars and they start to like, nah, I don't want them there. Nah, they're gone. Get them out of here. I remember Punk saying after he won the uh, title against Hangman. And he said, um, if there's anybody who doesn't want me here, they're nobodies. Right? They're nobodies. And that's true. Now, Jericho's a little different, but there is an issue with the morale in AW, and I don't think people understand why that is. And it's because the same issue that plagued WWE for years, Iron Fist, or in Tony's case, like, not an iron fist, but a fist, maybe an open hand. But if there's only one voice that finishes and in, 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 in completely has to say so, then at I some just, point you are going to run into an issue. I just made a tweet you're going to like. <laughs> uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an uh-oh. Um you know, the rest of the, on top of, you know, all of these, these fucking issues uh, that we cover and we see, Revolution is still looking like it's going to be a killer fucking show. Amazing. Amazing I, oh my God. This Takeshita, Will Ospreay, obviously working towards Fire. changing fucking Will Ospreay over to Babyface for his fucking run, for the beginning of his run. Holy shit. I was fucking marking the fuck out. Um, The closing promo, uh, Swerve, Hangman. By the way, by the way, we have given Hangman plenty of shit on this show. That was genuinely one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in wrestling. When he came out there and during his promo, he was like, last week I wasn't mad. They shouldn't say that I was mad because I was not mad. Do not, when you put it down in the reports tomorrow, make sure that you don't say that I was mad because I was not mad. 
<laughs> it was fucking hilarious. He did it perfectly too. That ending segment program was fucking fantastic. That match is going to be fucking fantastic. Uh, Perrazzo, Tony Storm's going to be fucking fantastic. Revolution looking like a damn fine card, man. I got to agree. Um, I remember watching uh, like that, that, that Hangman and Swerve. And it's funny because Hangman and Swerve's feud's gone on for quite some time, right? You know, it's been happening for a while now. And I remember thinking to myself, like, man, eventually we're going to get to a point where this this feud is ending or the dynamic changes. And what do we have here? The dynamic has changed. Swerve is is definitely. And I remember when when they told me, they're like, oh, watch what we do with this triple thread and watch, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, ah, whatever. Yeah, I have my doubts too. And I still I'll feel like it's a little bit too soon, but it's good. I'll give them credit. The issue that I have, though, is that Samoa Joe almost like has to win. It feels like because it's like he's almost forgotten in this. Yeah. And you know, a triple threat's the guy who's like, oh, we're not worried about him. It's usually the guy that wins. But I hate that. But I, I, I hate it because of the fact I'm almost certain that this swerve face turn is going to lead to a one-on-one match with Samoa Joe. And that's when Swerve, like, Swerve will do it. I, I yeah. think Swerve is easily the next AEW world champ. Like, that's not, I don't Because they're that... probably going to want to turn him, baby, you know, get him fully babies and then and then build him a little bit as in that way. Yeah. Um, before because before they put the belt I mean, on him. Yeah. Which because... I'm not 100% on board with or sure about. Because this company has had a fucking issue with not pulling the trigger at the right fucking time in the past, but I I see the logic in in what in that decision making. And I I said this to uh, people in AW a couple weeks ago. I said y'all about to do what I think you were doing, aren't you? And it was exactly what <laughs> has happened because I kind of saw it and I was like, ah, I was like, nah, because I like Swerve, man. Swerve is hot. You don't want to run the risk of waiting three months or. Or you could be waiting one month because April, there's another AEW pay-per-view that is allegedly on its way. So you can get it be it could be a way to get swerve over a couple of six, six, seven more weeks as a face. Joe saying Joe's gonna probably pin hangman to it to retain. I think this is kind of where it's going. And then Swerve is like, you didn't beat me. Blah 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 blah. You know whose house? Swerve's house. If you do all that mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I think though the issue is they're leaning leaning a little more into Swerve slightly going away from the Mogul Embassy, and especially when he started with the whole "I don't want anybody ever inside" and and all that stuff like that. I think if they go away from that, God damn, has gonna... anybody ever whiffed with more consistency on fucking stables and fucking AEW? Holy fuck. That they it's it's like they give you they give you you get a stable every six months. <laughs> and, and they all just, fucking uh, go nowhere. Go, the only one nowhere. I'd say probably the most successful one is probably House of Black. And even that's going out with a fucking wet fart. And they couldn't they, they couldn't get on TV for months at that's one point. Yeah. So. And it's probably gonna be uh not long for this world. <laughs> um yeah. yeah. But yeah, you so, think of all of the fucking groups that have come through, like they've all just kind of petered out or not had con- uh, continuity or 
um you know probably only that first that first Jericho group not the not the appreciation society but the one before that inner um, circle yeah inner circle yeah that's probably the only one that's really worked consistently for a long time and even in that was interesting <laughs> that was an interesting time and even um, then what and then what the fuck speaking of JAS what the fuck is this like they're not a group anymore but all, they're all still together like I, I don't know. Yeah, Daddy, I, Ma- Daddy Magic and them are always still with Daniel Garcia and Jake Hager still around. Like I want all those people to do things, especially <laughs> over sure the some J-A-S. of the other people. I'd yeah, I'd like to see you know the uh, Daddy Magic and Cool Hand. I'd like to see them in tag team competition. Obviously, our fucking guy Daniel Garcia. We're all behind that fucking uh, rise to greatness. Um, yeah, he's great, man. and I even fucking great. I even fucking dig Hager it used correctly, not all over the fucking show, but you know, whooping ass on rampage and then being a gatekeeper type guy, like you know this this weird you know remnants of the JAS, but they're not the JAS; they're just kind of around. It's fucking rough, rough. Stuff, they're gang, man. man. They're gang. This <laughs> blood in blood out type yeah, shit. I guess what, this, is, this is what happens. Jericho got his whole gang. Like you're never really out. Like you, 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 you in it to even though to, Jericho's out, <laughs> which is like yeah, like it's it's weird. And I think I think Daniel Garcia is definitely due to 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 take take his next his next step. Right, like that's that dude is talented. He is. It, you know, it's it's his time. Um, I I wish, truly wish, that uh, my other guy, old Ricky Starks. I wish he also could get that same kind of singles love. But Daniel has been, and see, this uh, is my thing, right? I think we all know what's going on there. Oh yeah, we yeah. Yeah, we definitely know. <laughs> then, now, but, and forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Together. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think the problem is, though, is that AW, like, a guy like Daniel Garcia doesn't want to leave AW, but a guy like Daniel Garcia at one point also used to be, he used to come in the space, you know, be in the spaces on his burner accounts, and he used to talk about how much he liked NXT and how much he liked SmackDown. So, he like, using that word, used to, huh? Uh, and uh, oh, never mind. Um, yeah, <laughs> but he he was very bold on his uh on his burner accounts back in those days. Not not so much now. You you'd have to you'd have to do a guess guess to figure out what his burner account is now. Maybe not even guess. Not even. But um, you know. So I think I just don't understand some of. You know some of the things that that have happened with AW, and I think if Daniel Garcia doesn't, did he fight? He he fought Edge right this past week. Yeah, did that happen? yeah, badass match. Hell yeah. So who won? I didn't. You know, I didn't see it. Who won? Did Edge win or? Remember. I don't even fucking. Yeah. I think Edge won. Yeah. Let me go check. I just want to check <laughs> because because I think it was to to who was gonna who was gonna wrestle at uh. Revolution, right? Uh, against Christian, or I think that was what it was. Whatever the case is, because um, I'm I'm googling this now, seeing, yeah, to move up. I don't like. 
I'll be honest. I think it's time for Daniel Garcia to get a title. Personally, I think it's just, you know, like, and not an ROH title, because I think he had the ROH title, but um, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I absolutely, oh, no, okay. It was a no contest. Yeah, no contest because of patriarchy. And it says, it says here, reading this, it says, the post-match seemed yeah, like yeah, a way a to con- take a yeah. right off edge, edge and, for then a minute. Get, and then and do like that. But also there's a, a talk of, it might just lead to a triple threat. But do they do two triple threats in the same night? I don't know. I mean, they've uh, done it before. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Or I guess load of six mans and four man, eight mans, and hey, nah, 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 that's that, that's definitely true. So it's like, what that does is maybe that gives us a way to get the title off of Christian and put it on Daniel and have Edge be the one to take the pin. So Edge clearly has no problem taking pins. Um, so I don't know. No, no. I mean, kudos to Edge, man. He's been fucking doing work over there. Trying to put yeah. people over, doing what a fucking doing what somebody in this position should. I, I'm not at all surprised either. No, I mean, I, the, Edge, the one Edge is a fucking dude, man. The one I think the thing I think people don't understand about a lot of guys who come over from AEW, you know, come over to AEW from WWE, is that they want to give back to the business. It's yeah. the same way when when Punk came there, he wanted to give back to the business. Brian Danielson wants to give back to the business. These guys have already done everything. At a level, question I have is who's giving back to the business and the women's side of things? That's what they're missing. They're missing people that can give back because, I mean, you're not going to get a Becky. You're not going to get a Bianca, people who've done it already. You're about to get your biggest star ever in the women's division. We'll see how that turns out. I, I, I have to give really give kudos to, to Edge, man, Adam Copeland. He has, he has, He's not put himself in the forefront. He is not, you know, put himself out there completely. He he's worked with um, what a Darby. He worked with uh, Darby yeah. and then Sting and, and did all that. And I will say though, I am ready to move on from a Christian and Edge thing. Like I feel like that's just like kind of been just stuck in that vortex of Christian and Edge. And I know that's what Edge wants to do. But I would love to see, you know, Edge work with the Bucks at some point. Now that they're heels, I mean, if they can – has actually a question I was going to ask you about this gimmick uh, that the Bucks have, uh, but I'll, I'll get around to it in a second. But no, I, I would like to see Edge work with some other guys. You know, I, I want to see him work with – I want to see Edge and Swerve, but now they both can be faces. I don't know how that's going to work. So you could do a Hangman Page versus Edge. There, there's something there, especially with Hangman, you know, doing this heel thing. I like heel Hangman Page. I like, I like it. I see potential in that because he's a, he's a jackass. So it, it works. He's a jackass. Like his character has always been a jackass. Like, I, I mean, he has great timing, man. In this heel character. I mean, I've loved it so far. It's, but every time it's been on, he's been like real good. He has evolved so much. When Hangman was a was his the first heel character Hangman pa- Adam Page had, he was in Country Jacks, PWS, back when I was helping book him. And he was the nicest guy ever. And he could not lean into being a dick 
<laughs> and, and, and and this is the indies though, so you know you don't push people. You know what I mean? Like you don't push push them to to to, to be more. You kind of try to push them, but you can't force it because it's the indies. But he he has grown so much as a performer that this lovable ooh cowboy that people try to, to like treat him as. No, he's he's also a jackass too. I've rode up and down the road with him for like six months. He's a jackass, but it's not like a bad thing. It's just like the people treat the elite like babies sometimes, and they're they're grown men. They think things that you would never think that they probably think. They're just people, man. Like, and I and I love that. Now you have to try to hate them, right? You have to try to hate hangman, hate the bucks. A heel elite is great. I wish, God, I wish we we could have got a heel elite versus fucking ah. It'll bother me forever. It's gonna bother me forever because that was my dream, man. That was my fucking dream. I like when AW <laughs> like when I went to Chicago for the first dance. I was like, yo, the elite are heels right now. Let's get a heel elite. Against Punkin, who in in Danielson and somebody Moxley or something, I needed it. I wanted that. And we never got it. And now we're getting fucking heel young bucks wearing these Miami Vice suits, using Brandon Cutler as their mouthpiece, which is still fucking terrible. And now they're going against Sting and Darby. And it almost seems obvious that Sting and Darby are going to drop these tag team titles to the Bucks. I mean, I get they're playing into the whole gimmick. I know that I know that the people in AEW think this gimmick is the greatest thing ever. They uh, think it's just amazing. I, because they told me before this came to TV, it's going to be amazing. Watch. Eh. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Sting is amazing. Darby Allen is good. Young Bucks are great wrestlers. This gimmick is not it. And I don't understand why this gimmick exists. Because if they want to just be heels and be like jackasses and like and like like be dickheads, that they 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 they've done that before. It worked. When they were going out with the with the with, with the Jordans on and 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 wearing the you know the oh yeah the, that was fine that was good and all the ridiculous outfits yeah it's like because that's it was like them turned up to the max like this is it feels phony it just feels like it's just boring like it's just it's not, just all this people, like contrived insider baseball bullshit that's just like so and it's, fucking cringe just just fucking turbo cringe. And it doesn't work because the person that you'd want to see them go against is no longer here in the in the in the company because that gimmick works against. I mean the that. Punk. I mean that front running bullshit is about sums it up, honestly. Like it's so, <laughs> it's just fucking. I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I you know, I try to be give it an honest. You know, give give it just an honest, you know, like, all right, man, let me give it a shot, see if it's good. And I watched the segment and I was just like, nah, dude, this ain't it. This is not it. Like the Matthew and Nicholas and oh, we're EVPs, we take our job seriously. Like 
did that man's comment that y'all couldn't run a fucking target really hurt y'all that much? Do you want to be like, okay, let's turn this into a storyline? He said it. Let's lean into it, right? Ha, ha, ha. It's just not... It don't work, man. <laughs> it don't work. And I've told people, the, the few people I still communicate with over there in that company, I'm like, bro, this is not working, bro. Like, like our fan base seems to say different. What would you say? Emperor's new clothes? Yep. That's... That's the issue, you know? It's like I mean, they could no fucking matter. do anything and the fan base would say, oh, it's fucking working. But that's the and that's the problem. It's like step outside of of your small or your smaller base and realize that yo, we like if I if I if I go out right now and go to Quick Trip, right? Go to Quick Trip right now. Well, granted it's like 11 30, so it's a little too late while we're doing this. But if I go to Quick Trip right now and I'm like, yo, uh fucking Wrestling, oh, you watch wrestling? So 90% of the time, people be like, yeah, I, I know a little bit about wrestling. Oh, yeah, who, who you like? Rock, Stone Cold, I like Roman Reigns, John Cena. I hear those names. I've never heard any random person who I met that talk wrestling talk about, oh, man, the Young Bucks, Young Bucks, Young Bucks. So I think you're we're missing something, right? I think we're missing an opportunity, is AEW missing opportunity to kind of push a story that'll get people engaged. You have Edge there. You're going to have Sasha Banks there shortly. You have to bring in those fans who, so you can get out them 700s and them late and them, them very, very barely making it out the, the 800s. Like you need something. You need something because nobody is, nobody is, is giving a fuck about half this shit. Now, once again, Revolution looks amazing. On paper, it's going to be a great fucking pay per view. Why? Because AEW, outside of World's End, <laughs> they do not miss when it comes to pay per views. They are really good at them. That's Tony's legacy as a booker, as you put matches on, and those matches are fucking awesome because you have fucking amazing wrestlers. You have the greatest roster in terms of talent from top to bottom. You got an Adam Cole on your roster, Brian Danielson. You're about to have an Okada on your roster. You got Will Ospreay, Sasha Banks. You have you got an Edge, Christian King. Oh, and that's that's a uh, you know where I was gonna where I was gonna wrap it here was. But on top of everything, you know, Revolution looking awesome, and there's. Big time reinforcements coming in. That's three huge signings: huge. Okada, Osprey, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet. Uh, so, as we so often say when discussing this this promotion, you know, there's opportunity. It, it could turn around. It could it could be it could turn around. They could start cleaning some stuff up, and it could turn around and head back up. Great show coming up. It looks like. And some huge roster signings. So it could turn around. They need to fix they need to fix a couple other things. But uh absolutely need to fix that that fucking infrastructure. Start yeah. again. Glorified indie on every fucking level. What they act like they want to be. Let's start yeah. acting like something the fuck else. Guys. Yeah. Here on DAS Sports Media, we don't gotta act like anything else because we are the truth tellers. We are the wrestling podcast for people who go outside and our world, the world of DAR never stops.